Hey, Dave. Mike here. Hey, Mike. Uh, no Paul yet, so we'll just mm-hmm. stall for the audience here. Yeah. How you doing tonight? I'm okay. I had to pry my wife away from the TV. She's watching Little Fires Everywhere. I hear good things. It's good. It's drawing me in, but I'm I'm resisting. Um. Oh, okay. All right. Here we go, Paul. Hey, it it didn't go to like it just went to like the main app. It didn't go to like your recording when I clicked clicked it the first couple times. So who knows? Technology. Yeah. Who knows? Well, Mike and I were talking about. Little fires everywhere. So, do you want to get in on this? I uh, watched it already. Don't tell me, <laughs> Mike. Mike, you still there? Yeah, I have no desire to watch it. Okay, I didn't know if you were. I thought you got cut off. Um, no, we're Christina just paused the finale halfway through it, so I could do this. So, this is a big night. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm putting uh, the last dance on hold for this. Oh, I forgot that's out today. Mm-hmm. Three and four tonight, right? Like just started at eight, and then we're also rewatching Ozark because we watched the first season, but it's been a while. Didn't watch second season. I know the third season just came out recently, so I wanted to hop back on that train. So we have to rewatch the first one because we couldn't. I remembered most of it, but it was just all over the place. I couldn't remember the the order of things, so we're rewatching that too. Um, I've been hearing such good things about Ozark. It's been like screamed at me. You got to get in on that. Yeah. Oh, and Mike, uh, we watched The Outsider too because you threw that out that one week. So we actually watched that, and that was a good one. So I appreciate. Yeah, that, that show was. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good watch. For sure. Um, Mike, you're you recommended Community as well, and I we just started that, and I like it. Oh uh, yeah, it's phenomenal. Uh, Mike, you bring us together. You're the glue, as you can tell. <laughs> um, anything else going on? What's uh, outside the baseball world? Anything to report? So I just had a funny thing happen, like moments moments ago. Uh, went went to take the garbage out, and somebody's uh, Uber Eats was sitting on my front step. Hey. Now let's do a poll question. Do you eat it? Uh, no, it's like three hours old and it's been raining, so I can okay. settle that poll for you. <laughs> I'd still probably get three votes for yes. I was, I was going to say, what was it like? What was it wrapped in? Was it just a bag of stuff? It was, was like it, a hard... at one point, uh, at one point it was a paper bag. It's, uh, it's nothing <laughs> right now. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where was it from? Give us deeds. Uh, from Friendly's. There was some ice cream. I'm going to try to salvage that. Okay. We'll see. Friendly still out there? Oh, yeah. Oh. Learn something new every day. There you go. I um, mean, if they keep delivering to the wrong place, they might not be around too much longer. But <laughs> They're just being friendly. Hey. Um, I'm reviewing our agenda here before. Baseball tidbits or fun facts? Anyone? Oh, wait, just hold on. I got you on this. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> Going for you. <laughs> All right. I, I know I threw out a couple names, but I found a couple others or that I saw that I'd screenshot or whatever. All right. So Brian Giles had a higher uh, on-base percentage from 99 to 2005 than these people. Chipper Jones, Edgar Martinez, Jin Tomei, 
Jeff Bagwell, Vlad Guerrero, and Alex Rodriguez. That's pretty solid. During that time? During, 99 from 99 to 05. I don't know. You had a gleeful tone when you named Chipper first. I'm just going to let that well, I wasn't trying to rub it in or anything, but Brian Giles was a stud back in the day. Obviously, I knew he was a good player, but just above those names is, is even more impressive. Uh, yeah, he's using, uh, using Chipper as the litmus. Like, <laughs> it's true, it hurts. Uh, I like Brian Giles a lot. Um, I thought he was wasted, kind of talent wasted in Pittsburgh, but he, I liked his brother. He was a Brave, so I, I'm partial to Marcus. Always bringing it back to the Braves, aren't you? Well, I just did. I lay, I think I used him as my favorite second baseman. Did you earlier podcast? Did him you? and or, gotcha. I don't know. Maybe I read about him and he was too early. Anyway, yes, I'll stop talking about the first. <laughs> uh, all right, here's a couple other quick ones that are just crazy in my mind. Uh, so a pitcher could strike out 304 batters every season over the course of a 16 year career and still not have more career strikeouts than Randy Johnson. The Randy Johnson. I, that's amazing. How many does Randy have? I don't know. What's 304 times 16? Someone do some Matthew Stafford type math. Matthew Stafford. Did you, have you seen that video? Or no. Just, somebody threw out like a, it was like a four-digit number and then a three-digit number, and he multiplied them in like two seconds in his head, and it was insane. 304 times 16? Yep. 4,864. So maybe 4,865. <laughs> um, other fun facts. Okay, so when Jamie Moyer, you, everybody remember him, that, that sweet old-ass pitcher? Lute loves him. Circle okay. change. <laughs> there you go. So, <laughs> so when Jamie Moyer retired in 2012, he had faced 9% of MLB hitters ever. Like the history – of batters in the MLB, nine percent of them. How insane is that? That's wild. I was waiting for you, Mike. It is crazy. That's a huge percentage. How many years? It was like a twenty plus, twenty plus year career that he had, or something like that. Just the amount of players that have been in on a roster, mm-hmm. and I guess a lot of that because he was AL and NL, right? Yeah, yeah, he bounced around a bunch, especially there towards the back end of his career. But, uh, but yeah, nine percent of batters—that's insane. Um, all right, and then two more, two more. Uh, so, Ricky Henderson stole more bases before his twenty-fifth birthday than any active player has in their entire career. <laughs> that's really good. And then last one, if a player went two for five with a single and a home run every game and played all 162 games in a season, they would still have a lower OPS than Barry Bonds did in 2004. I was about to say that it had to have something to do with Barry Bonds, where you were headed. The 162 home run season and a single, but then two for five, that's all I had every game. And still the OPS would be lower than Bonds had in 04. It's yeah, funny because most no. most of his games were yeah one for one with a home run and three walks or something. Yep, yeah. like <laughs> yep. But just fucking wild. Those were fun, fun stats, Paul. I like I like pulling those off every once in a while. Not doesn't help too much with the content, but it gives a gives a little boost into the real stuff. 
Yeah, it just gives us a good memory of what baseball was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's only April, guys. We'll get there. April 82nd, though. Um, that's a very funny way to put it there's so much to read into with that number Um, shall we move on to although these have been three weeks old to date I think or at least one of them the triple header option the ways the MLB is trying to start uh, there's two situations that they've been discussed in the news and we can talk about them, though they've probably been talked about through to exhaustion. They haven't heard our voices talk about them. So, shall we talk about the first? The one I read first had to do with the triple headers, basically all teams in Arizona. Is that cool? Yeah, is that the that's like the biodome one? Yeah. So, but I learned a lot today when I was reading. Um, they weren't just going to play at Chase Field. There's other ballparks that they were going to have the players play at, but they couldn't play during the day because it's so damn hot in Arizona in the summer, so they'd be all night games. But at Chase Field, you could probably do a triple header a day. Yeah, because it was they're going to use the all the Cactus League facilities right there in Arizona and make it just in that state. Wasn't that the plan with that one? This one, yeah, it says 10 ballparks within 50 miles of each other in the Phoenix area. That's all this article says. But the Cactus League is actually the second one that we're going to talk about, too. But you might be right. They're going to use those ballparks in Arizona. Yes. Damn, if they do that all in Arizona, I'm going to have to stay up late quite often to watch baseball. (laughs) Yeah, I think I also read in this, why would the MLB want to do this and rush it and put their players through this? And it's, well, money, but also, like, the demand for any athletic event. MLB's numbers would go up if they're the first one to get out there. Oh, yeah. they. I mean, the draft was one of the highest-rated drafts ever this year for NFL, so. Good. Thank you for clarifying. WNBA draft happened as well. I know. I'm not, a, I'm not an Adam Schefter, okay? That was funny that he even felt he had to apologize for that. Because <laughs> um, he works for the mouse, man. Oh, man. Mickey Mouse, right? <laughs> Overtaking everything. Um, fans would not be allowed in the stadiums. We knew that. Uh, it would be really strict, though. So let me just go into depth here a little. They would do blood tests on all those involved, and that is not just players. It would be personnel, broadcasters, and press. Um, and this new test is FDA-approved, and it takes roughly 15 minutes. It's a blood test to get your you know, positive or negative results. And they would have to be very disciplined as it would just be back stadium, hotel, back and forth for four months. And they couldn't be around their family and friends. Not that we're all around our friends right now, but family would be a big thing because, you know, four months without your family. Yeah. (laughs) During a pandemic is kind of hard. And just to clarify, the blood test is like a finger prick and putting it on a deal. It's not like you have to get hooked up to something or anything like that. Intense is just a, a finger prick for the blood. Um, yeah, I, so this, I read that about that, that, that test. It is a finger prick that you put into that, that sister little at-home test thing, and that's what does it. We should get that going everywhere. Why is that not everywhere? The valid, valid of question. where the swab goes in your throat and how far back it goes scared the hell out of me when I said that. 
So I would definitely go for the finger prick. Um, I read that the players are currently receiving around $140,000 a, a day for the first 60 days of the season. Not day, sorry. Meanwhile, the players are currently receiving roughly $140,000 each for the first 60 days of the season. But that's supposed to stop after the 60 days. So then it's like prorated based on the amount of games you play. So that gets kind of scary if there's no games. You'll have the players uh, putting their own games together for people to pay for, pay online or something. Video evidence I played in my backyard. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that one. What do we feel about this one? Anyone have anything to say? Whatever gets them playing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would, I would take whatever, but I feel like that one's out of the options that have been thrown out there. Besides the one like in Japan or some crazy shit like that, I think the the more you spread them out and have them in different places is going to be more acceptable than just in one big spot. But I think no matter what they do, anytime you take people away from their families, I think that's going to be a, a tough sell, even though the money thing might come to play. But that's going to be the 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 rock and a hard place for most of those players to decide if the league moves forward with something. Yeah, and it almost sounds as if that might be the most rushed idea. Like, that's best-case scenario, fastest reopen. Yeah, yeah and they said they were hoping for a May start mm-hmm. on that. I don't think that's happening. Um, the also, other... I, did read, I did read today, sorry to cut you off, um, they are talking about um, service time is still going to count for this season, if, even if they don't play. So um, that's interesting for – some of the guys that keep an eye on that. Yeah, that is interesting. Hmm. Sorry, next one. I clicked on the wrong ass link. Um, but they're realigning. Now, this would be the one I think, Paul, you talked about the Cactus League. There's three divisions there. And then the Grapefruit League in Florida, there's three divisions there. So they would just have the teams play at those facilities in the spring training area that they usually are in, and those would be the divisions. So this one would definitely spread them out. Um, but some of the teams actually get you kind of excited, like that the rivalries would be in. Yankee fans would be excited because they play in a league, the North, it's the Grapefruit League North Division. They play the Phillies, Blue Jays, Tigers and Pirates, that would be their in-division opponents. So Phillies are going to be good, and Blue Jays might be okay, but the Tigers and Pirates, it looks like the Yankees have a nice... If this happens, this would be a big win for them before a game even starts. Yeah, I think the Yankees would do okay no matter what division they're in. Yeah, I mean, the Rays, that's their big threat right now, right? Yeah. Or the Orioles. Kind of say Orioles once on this podcast. Um, so this one would then they would be down in Arizona and Florida, no fans either. Uh, Fifteen teams split into each divi- out of the three divisions at each league. Um, but there wasn't much depth into this one. But this one came out after the first one we went over. So I don't know. Shall we compare which ones do we like better? Doesn't matter. Yeah, Paul, you can go first. 
I mean, I, I like the it's it's pretty clean when you have like the those the grapefruit and the cactus stuff already split up and kind of all together. So that kind of makes it the cleanest. Um, I think the more you can and add multiple places to split people up more though is is probably going to be the the best way to go about. It. I know the the NHL's doing the each division has their own home place. And every game, all games are just there. I know that wasn't necessarily an option they threw out, but I think that might be something to, that could work. What the NHL is looking at. Yeah, I agree. I think either one of these ideas. I mean, obviously, it seems like Arizona is crucial to no matter what they decide to do. Um, but yeah, having them spread out more would probably be the best option. It's going to be tough, ultimately, keeping the players under. You know, they're basically going to be under quarantine all season because they're going to be going just to the stadium and back to the hotel, you know, no matter where they play. No strip clubs. Hey, that's essential. <laughs> uh, the Some of the matchups, some of the divisions are kind of cool to see. Uh, Nationals and Astros are in the same division with the Mets, actually. Um, so that would be kind of fun to watch. Nationals and Astros played in the World Series last year. Dodgers and Angels are in the same. Yeah, that's actually my favorite little division, I think, that Indians, White Sox, Dodgers, Reds, and Angels. Yep. Because mm-hmm. cool. the, the White Sox are the one of the big hype teams for the year, you know, with the Dodgers yeah, and Indians. And the Reds, the only – oh, no, never mind. I was going to say they're the only National League team but the Dodgers. Uh I won't talk about the Braves division. I get it. <laughs> but that's pretty much it. It was just kind of cool to see if they do that. Then you would have a, you know, the World Series would be Grapefruit League versus Cactus League. I got huge asterisks on this season. But I think the viewers need it. And I, I really miss baseball. It would be really fun if they can get something going. It is a lot to ask of everyone involved, not just the players, though. Yeah, and I think, like what Paul said, it's smart. Uh, if they do it this way, they still have the infrastructure already for these these places. Um, if they do the Grapefruit League, Cactus League plan, they are that seems like a little bit less of an undertaking than everybody in one state. Yep. Um, all right, moving on, Mike. This is the the centerpiece of our podcast. Please explain. Yeah, so um, Baseball Reference has been doing a simulated season uh, since the 20, March 26th using um, Out of the Park. Uh, they, so they've simmed everything. I basically took everything they put in, um, and with the records that have been simulated so far, I have the who's leading each division if they were split in Grapefruit League and Cactus League. Um, so going that by, that's yeah, cool. By, okay, yeah. So by Grapefruit League, um, the North, the simulation has Yankees are twenty and nine right now. They have the best record in the league. Um, second behind them in that division is actually the Pirates. Uh, the South. The Braves are 19 and 11 with the Twins at 15 and 14. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, the East, uh, Astros 17 and 11, Cardinals 16 and 12. Um, that whole division is within five games of each other. Um, 
And then the Cactus League, the Northeast Division, the A's are in first right now, 17 and 12. Rockies are 16 and 11. Uh, the West Indians, 19 and 11. White Sox, 18 and 11. Dodgers, 17 and 11. Uh, so they're third in that division in the sim. Hmm. And the Northwest, the Mariners are actually first in the division right now, 17 and 13, with the Brewers in second, 14 and 14. Paul, the Royals are 13 and 14, so they're right around hey. that uh, 500. Hey, that's I was going to say they're right after the Brewers, right? So they, they actually were right there. Nice. Yeah, the divisions are actually um, fairly close besides Yankees. They're already running away with that one. Um, so today is almost exactly a month since opening day. So this is a month's worth of simulation, basically. Yeah, so uh, the league leaders right now, the Grapefruit League, the le- the leader in average is Jose Peraza at 385. <laughs> um, home runs for Grapefruit League. There's a four-way tie at first with 10 between Pete Alonso, Jordan Alvarez, Giancarlo Stanton, and Glaber Torres. Stanton? Um, yeah. Well, you know, I don't know if people still get hurt in the simulation. So if they can, he will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then for the Cactus League hitting uh, leaders, David Dahl is leading an average with 393. Uh, Fran Mill Reyes leading in home runs with 12. And for uh, let's see, RBIs, it, it's uh, Justin Upton with 27. And also, I'm reporting uh, in the simulation, he's planning on changing his name back to BJ. <laughs> hey. uh, pitching stats, the leaders, Verlander's leading the Grapefruit League with five wins. Uh, Bieber, Shane Bieber and Dakota Hudson are tied with five in the Cactus League. Strikeouts, Garrett Cole's in first with 60 in uh, Grapefruit League. Giolito's first in Cactus League with 56. Uh, ERA, <laughs> this is a wild one for the Grapefruit League. So, New York Mets pitcher leading, no surprise there, Rick Porcello, 1.37 <laughs> ERA. And Madison Bumgarner is leading the Cactus League in ERA with 0.78. Uh, last staff for so, last league leader that uh, in saves, it's Jairo Diaz for the Rockies. He has 10 saves. Whoever the hell that is. He had five saves all of last year, which was his rookie year. Um, Mike, what did you think about this research? Was it fun while you were doing it? Yeah, it's actually um, pretty interesting. I They also have um, I, a couple notable performances I found while I was going through. Uh, and I also have some transactions. And then that will be the last thing. But uh, So for performances... There was, uh, on March 27th, Chad Pinder went three for three with three home runs. Uh, On March 31st, Mike Soroka, complete game shutout against the Padres. Uh, Let's see. On April 2nd, Casey Mize made his MLB debut. And on April 7th, there was an 11-inning game. Uh, Dimebacks won one to zero. Uh, Kevin Gossman pitched 10 innings with zero runs and Madison Bumgarner pitched 11 innings uh, and gave up zero runs with 116 pitches and got the win. Wow. Wow. The Kevin Gossman. Yeah. 
and uh, transactions, which this one's kind of crazy. So today there's rumors about the Giants signing Yasiel Puig. Um, in the simulation on March 29th, the Giants signed Yasiel Puig uh, to a minor league contract. So they predicted that. Um, like the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, on April 10th, the Braves signed Jason Vargas to a minor league contract. Heyo. Uh, on April April 17th, the Mets signed Stephen Matz to a three-year contract extension. Uh, this is fake news, right? This is all fake. Okay, I'm not trying <laughs> to remember it. I'm like, this all sounds cool. But I'm yeah. Well, uh, s- so sign him to a three-year deal and then trade him a year or two down the road. Yeah. Uh, April 18th, Aaron Judge returned, going uh, 0 for 2 with two walks. Uh, April 21st, the Royals released their Rule 5 draft pick, Stephen Woods, Stephen Woods Jr. Uh, this was three days after he made his Major League debut, uh, which returns him to his original organization of the race. And today, actually, in the sim, the A's signed Marcus Simeon to a seven-year, $162 million contract. So we'll nice see if that actually pay. happens. Nice fake payday for him, like a bunch of Monopoly money. Yeah, I that's mean, all I got. Mike, this is extremely in depth. Like, one, thank you for researching it, but I can't believe Baseball Reference is doing it. Like, that's a one of my questions for you was going to be how intricate and how detailed is it? And oh, you can go, you can look at every game. It shows you every pitch of every game. Holy crap! Yeah, that's awesome. I'm excited listening to it, so I think we should do this as, like, a recurring event. Yeah, and I was shocked. Like, the Puig signing really freaked me out. Because they have every transaction. Like, every minor leaguer that gets dropped and moved up, that's all in there for the season. They simulate all that. It's so crazy. So Mike's going to be using that when the the waiver wire and that sort of stuff. Oh yeah! If you think I'm not, fantasy. if you think I'm not going and picking up David Dahl, who's hitting 393 right now, you're crazy. <laughs> He's frustrating. He made me so mad last year. Uh, I, I drafted him and he didn't do terribly well, and then I dropped him and Patrick got him and he did really well. So he's an iffy player. He gets hurt. yeah. The Rocky Rockies hitters go hot and cold. A lot of them. Yeah, you're right. I would like to throw out, so if obviously the, the further we get into this, the shorter the season and more likely for double headers, are you guys pissed that you drafted a bunch of pictures if those stats aren't like altered? Do they get, I guess, I guess how will that play out? Obviously, it's probably not going to be mad bum going 11 innings like the Sims is going off right now, but uh, I just wanted to throw that out there. You know, double headers, does that affect pitching any? And your guys' draft strategy. I think 100% my draft strategy would be different if we did the draft today, uh, even a little bit. But I figure we're all playing under the same guidelines. But, yeah, pitching is is a nightmare to try to draft with all this going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I had thought about that when they announced, like, triple headers every day. I was like, how often are these teams going to be expected to play, like, back-to-back-to-back with relievers? Like, even that is going to be something – yeah, and they're, they they probably have to put some new rules in as far as player, you know, like they might even add, you know, you could take somebody out and put them back in, you know, four innings later or something like that. 
So the second inning of the second game or something like that. You know, Paul Patton is back with a leading question here. We don't need to answer it. <laughs> uh, I liked it. Effect pitching. Yes, all of our strategies would be altered, I think. Um, well, I really enjoyed that. I actually, as you heard, got caught up in it and thought it was real life for a while. So thank you, Mike. I did as well. I had to, as I was writing it, I had to go back to make sure the stuff wasn't actually happening. And I wasn't just reading their regular page. Um, but I'm hoping Marcus Simeon's not paying attention to it because he might be kind of pissed off today. Yeah. Thinking his bank account got bigger. But he's really good. He'll probably have a payday. That's a big contract, though, for the A's, right? Like yeah, they- huge. I mean, seven years, though, in comparison to some of the deals they're going out right now. Yeah. I mean, think about baseball organizations with their money what are they gonna they're not gonna be signing people like this i feel right they don't know what the future is it's weird it's weird from a business standpoint yeah trout could probably start his own league <laughs> he's got so much it, yeah trout and bryce um all right anything anything else about that that was a lot of info i want to make sure we dissect it appropriately uh, I think I got it all. Uh, I'll you on to do it again. again. Oh, but yeah, I'll... we're going to keep up with this. Um, where I'll try to get some uh, wild card picks and all that if the season ended today. The season that didn't start if it ends today, you know? <laughs> I really hope we don't have you go again and we can actually play. But if we don't, <laughs> this is definitely a good second place. So thanks. But that's good news for, uh, for Yankees fans in the sim judge returned on the 18th. So he should be healthy enough to play when they start back up. Hear that Tom should have kept them. Um, all right. Shall we end it with, uh, what we're watching slash listening to? Sure. Tom or, Paul, you had already kind of went over. What you, is there anything else you wanted to add? You got the Ozark. You were just patting, yeah. the back, patting Mike on the back. Yeah, yeah, I know. Appreciate the, the outsider uh, suggestion. We finished that a little bit ago, then hop back into Ozark to rewatch season one and go two, three. And then the last dance, when that comes up every every Sunday, we've been uh, watching that. So been enjoying a little, get a, a little bit of a sports fix doing that as well. So Let's talk. that's all I got at the moment. Let's talk about the last dance. It's awesome. I've seen the first two. Oh, yeah. I don't know how many are out now to watch. Uh, three and four are just starting tonight at eight. So, oh. or nine o'clock, yeah, it's time. So, it's amazing. I didn't know Scotty Pippen was that angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, Rodman's supposed to be the focus of one of them tonight. It kind of goes into the, the, the games against the bad, the Detroit bad boys um, before they kind of went on their runs. But yeah, I mean, it's, I always thought kind of LeBron, or excuse me, Jordan was the goat over LeBron anyway, but this is just his competitiveness and everything just kind of for fortifying that in my mind. So it's been cool to kind of watch that and kind of see more clips of some of the older stuff because I really only remember like that second run, like the 96 through 98, um, that three-peat they had. So um, delving back into some of the earlier stuff and just how he played and how good he was is kind of cool to see, so. Um, I agree. I've really enjoyed it. The access they had to that, 
I didn't know that was existed, you know, that even existed. So it's really fun to see. Um, you're right about Jordan's competitiveness. There's sometimes the camera's just on him and his eyes. You just watch him. You're not even listening to what they're saying. You're just watching Jordan. He's so – he is the GOAT. I mean, just looking at him and the way other people – Larry Bird talks about him like he's not even an equal. Magic Johnson talks about him not even an equal. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mike, what do you got? Uh, I'm currently watching the show What We Do in the Shadows. Um. It's on a network I won't name <laughs> for da- for Dave's benefit. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's the same. If anyone's seen the movie, it's just a show of that. Um, it's hilarious watching that. Uh, binging Brooklyn Nine-Nine right now. That's another good, happy, funny show. Is the is the what we do in the shadows? Is that the is that that like vampire one about yes. like, the comedy? Yeah, okay. it's a vampire mockumentary. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that, you know, you're watching something that's happy um, in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I've heard that's really good. I haven't seen it, but I'm drawn to the happy right now. I I was kind of, like, debating do we watch Ozark or Community, and we went with Community just because I'm, I don't know, I'm not in the mood for... Community's got got a lot of heart. It's a good show. It is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Anything else listening to? Uh, no, still listen to. I don't even know how to pronounce it. The Waxahachi uh, album. That's pretty good. Yeah, the Guardian said that was the number one album of the year so far. So that's, I imagine. Yeah, I'm a slave to the rankings, you know. <laughs> um, I like that album. I'll tell you, I've kind of dove into Tool lately. Um, never really listened to Tool. I've seen them live. It's a dangerous I, game, Dave. Be careful. It's. I didn't realize how long their damn songs are. Oh yeah, Schism is one of the greatest songs of all time. Just gonna throw that out there. It is a good song. It's very good, but every. I assume. Well, I assume their entire album was just one song. They all, in a way, sound the same, and I'm not complaining. It's really fun to listen to, uh, but they had just come out with a new album. Fear and Oculum at the end of last year. And anyway, that's been pretty fun to listen to. It's definitely weird, but I enjoy it. Um, and then I've also dove into the Mamas and the Papas for the happiness. Enjoying some old 70s music. Nice. Um, well, that was fun. Thanks. I think we can try and motivate, do another one in another two weeks. Let's do it. Maybe we can baseball talk. I do have a funny story, as I shared with you guys, but uh, I'll wait for the next one. Then I'll write something. A little, little tease for the listeners. Yeah, it has to do with a word that Keith did not like on last year's podcast. And he's one of our two listeners, so Keith, text me. <laughs> um, all right, well, it's been fun, guys. Thanks. Thanks, hey. Dave. Bye, Paul. You guys, I like to see you. Take her easy, and if she's easy, take her twice.